You are now listening to the Sanctuary Church Living Word Podcast. We hope that the message that you will hear will inspire your walk with Christ and that it will encourage you to draw closer to God. Now let's listen to today's episode on the Sanctuary Church Living Word Podcast. Okay, let me get on into the Word. But the Word, the Word, the Word is where the solution to all of our difficulties is found. So go with me to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. We're talking about, we've been teaching, preaching uh, for several weeks now on building healthy relationships. Healthy. You know, all of us have built relationships over time. Even, even you know, Everybody in here is well anointed now. You got it all together and all of that kind of good stuff. There are relationships that we have built in our past. And Okay, let me just say it like the Lord giving it to me. There's some of us are in relationships right now that are unhealthy to us. And sometimes we are in situations that we don't know how to get out of. And not only do we not know how to get out of, because there are some relationships that we're in you can't get out of. You just don't walk away from everything. But let me hear him get the scripture so y'all can sit down. But at the same time, the word of God has a word for us to get through those troubled relationships. And I ain't just talking about marriage. I'm talking about raising children, parenting. I'm talking about some children that are now adults that are are taking care of their parents because they're, that, 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 that role reverses over time. Amen. Talking about relationships on your jobs, you, some of you might be the employer and you also might be the employee. Relationships with our neighbors and guess what? Even relationships with folk in the church. Amen. Somebody say, oh my. So let's see what God's word has to say to us. Genesis chapter 4. And uh, I actually have at your leisure read verse 1 through 16, but I may stop before then. And I'm reading from, uh, I don't know what the, New Living Translation. Uh, Matthew chapter, excuse me, Genesis chapter 4, beginning of verse 1 says, Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. And when they grew up and became a shepherd, uh, excuse me, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. And when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. And Abel also brought a gift the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry. Thank you. And he looked dejected. Verse 6 says, Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so, you can just leave the lid off. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, 
then watch out because sin is crouching at the door. Eager to control you, but you must subdue it. Did y'all hear what I said? The word says you must subdue it and be its master. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where's your brother? Where is Abel? Cain says, I don't know. Cain responded, am I my brother's keeper? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer, verse 12, I'm going to stop right there. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you. No matter how hard you work, from now on, you'll be a homeless wanderer on the earth. From this passage of Scripture, you can get ready to take your seats. I want, I want to use as a subject, Lord, I have a problem, and I need your help. Come on, y'all repeat. Lord, I have a problem, and I need your help. Come on, somebody really, really, really going through something today. And those, so this is for them. This is not for you that already been delivered. But be an encouragement to them. Come on, let's shout it real loud. Lord, Lord I, have I have a problem. And I need your help. And I need your help. Yeah, so in this, this series of subjects, this series of messages dealing with building healthy relationships, we've looked at the priority that Jesus puts on relationships. We've looked at the power of relationships. And, and thirdly, uh, the step that we're in now is we've been talking about the process. Everybody say the process of building healthy relationships because see what what the the thing that we have discovered some of us have discovered because of the mistakes that we made uh, on this journey is that we've built a lot of relationships but they haven't been healthy y'all say man uh, the lord don't mind and i don't either uh i i, I know my message is long and i was gonna cut it a little short but y'all just added back to it so uh, Y'all just added back to it. The process of building healthy, everybody say healthy, healthy relationships, building healthy relationships. So we've built a lot. We've learned a lot through our trials, through our struggles. And so here we are today. Here we are today. Uh, one, of the, one of the things, uh, reasons I was praying that the Lord would give me uh, something about anger is because when I was laying up in the bed this past week and saw uh, some of the things that are happening. You know, we get this stuff on the news and I get these flashes on my phone and my heart is so heavy, so disturbed at the fate of our young people today. I want y'all to hear me well. You know, this ain't no jump up and down, hoop and holler and all that kind of stuff. Y'all know I don't hoop no way. But this is not that kind of message. I wanted to get in our spirit that we live in a world that's full of anger. Jesus calling somebody's phone. I thought he was. Hallelujah. So tell somebody, the Lord is here. Yeah, he just called somebody's phone. Amen. I ain't looking up. I saw where I saw who was turning their phone down, but I ain't gonna look. I ain't gonna look. Lord, I have a problem. I need your help. 
And so I thought about that, that anger thing. So many people are angry. Not only are people anger in the world, but guess what? There are a lot of angry people in the church. Okay, y'all just added five more minutes to my sermon. Let me tell y'all what amen means. Two things. It means more than one thing. One, it means it is so. It also means so be it. But it, does, it takes on an, another meaning that when a man or woman of God is preaching and they hear, your, they hear you talking back to them, that gives them some energy. Amen. Can y'all say amen? amen? And what that energy does, that helps that preacher to get on through so he don't preach as long as he would preach because sometimes he got to wade through stuff. Amen. See, y'all done calmed down again already. That's, that's what really what Rodney be talking about when he's, when he's singing, when he's preaching in his, sermon, in his song. But what he's really talking about, he's saying, we need your energy. Yeah. Energy. Everybody say energy. Yeah. I know you. And that's why on Saturday, Saturday that's why Jesus gave, God gave us Saturday as a day of rest, the Sabbath. Because what happens is we get so busy running and torn up and worn out on Saturday that when we come to the house of worship on Sunday, we ain't got no energy left. Help us, Holy Ghost. Y'all thought the Sabbath was done away with when the Lord rose from the grave and gave us Sunday's resurrection. No, 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 no. The Sabbath is still there. In, 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 in the book of Exodus, when it gave the Ten Commandments, don't it still say, thou shalt not kill? That's still in there, right? Don't it still say, thou shalt not steal? So I would, I would suffer to be so that remember the Sabbath and keep it holy still is effective and means something to us today. Amen. There ought to be a time on Saturday that we tell everybody around us, I got to shut it down now because I got to get ready to give God my praise and my worship on Sunday morning. Come on, put your hands together and bless God real God. Real good. Lord, I have a problem and I need your help. So, so at, at, on, on this past Tuesday and even today, we, we were looking at the various problems, the struggles that we face in relationships. Even now, some of us are facing struggles. We're facing problems in relationships. I, I want to encourage you today because one of the reasons that God showed me this message and, and said take it easy with it now is because some of us as adults are angry. But then we're raising angry children. We are. We got angry teenagers. And we don't know how to handle them. And we talk about, I don't know why. Y'all know we said, I don't know why they, let me settle down, settle down. Y'all know we said, I don't know why they so angry. And you know what? We even say it to ourselves. Y'all say you, ain't, you talk to yourself, but you're not supposed to answer yourself. Oh, don't worry about that. Sometimes we even talk to ourselves and say, you know what? I don't really know why I'm so, I'm just angry. Somebody say, how you doing today? I don't know. I'm, I'm just angry. I'm, I'm just upset. And they say, well, that, that show you a little nutty too because you don't know why. I'm upset. What are you upset about? I don't know. I just, I'm just upset. Really? People, people are, y'all know people, y'all ain't saying nothing because y'all might be the one, but no. Not y'all sitting in here, but somebody out there on, on live stream, they, 
they might be the run. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, we look at the various problems and struggles that we face in relationships and how we can over them. Look at some of these problems. Anger is in the church. Envy, worry, depression, fear, pride. Can y'all say amen? Uh, uh, a poor self-image, addictions. There's still people with addictions in the church. I, I forgot y'all y'all got it all together. Abuse. This 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 Sunday, I said this morning at 9:45 that at the 9:45, 10 o'clock, whatever time it was, that uh, the month of September has been earmarked as Mental Health Month and mental wellness and something that, especially we as African American, Black Negro, whatever you want to call yourself today, have not identified with, and so we've struggled. I remember a time, not, not in my family, but a lot of families I knew that, that when a child was born with some challenges, they, they sent them off down south somewhere. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, maybe my, my mic ain't working. That, that might be what it is. It might not be working. They sent them off somewhere. We put them in homes and, and all that kind of stuff. We, uh, in a matter of speaking, and don't, don't y'all be be judgmental. I'm not, ju I'm not judging. I'm just saying that, that that was the norm. That's the way they did things. And, and, and as time has gone by, we've learned to deal with it because all of us help us Holy Ghost have had, y'all give me some on my mic, have had or are presently dealing with mental health challenges. Even in the church. None of us are exempt. You know, I, I look at some children that are autistic, and some and 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 some of the things they they are they are geniuses in some areas. So we all not look our, down our nose at anybody that's not where we are or shun them. You know, black folk have a, a way. Not we got a way of shunning one another. I'm just talking about what I'm just Bishop Wilson preaching what I preach. We shun each other because we don't look like one another, smell like one another. Uh, a brother Sean sitting out there, I watch a whole lot of when we were in the larger buildings, I watch him be sitting there and people would walk right by him every Sunday and go speaking at everybody else, but they walk right by him. Y'all say, just say amen. I mean, he ain't got his sight, but he can hear. He can smell your perfumes and your colognes. Oh, y'all ain't had nothing. All of us have some kind of challenges going on in our lives. Only God can deliver us from. So we struggle with mental health. And anger is a mental health issue. And when we look at that, it's a very integral thing, that we, an important thing that we recognize because in the month of October, we're going into a month that, that deals with abuse. And anger brings out a whole lot of stuff. And one of, the, one of the reasons for abuse is because people have so much anger bottled up in them. And don't fool yourself. There's a lot of abuse that goes on in the church. Okay, y'all didn't say amen again. It's amazing to me that we act like stuff we don't know. That's, you know, it's taboo. We don't talk about it. Well, you got a bishop that's going to talk about it today, baby. What is it? The truth shall make you free? Yeah. 
Acting on the truth is what makes you free. Amen, somebody. Lord, I got a problem, and I need your help. Anger, what does God's word say about anger, and how can I be helped? First of all, let's, let's look at the problem. Look at the problem. Tell somebody, we got to look at the problem. Not only do we recognize that anger is a problem, but we got to acknowledge it as well. Just because you see it don't mean you act upon it. Look at this. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, why did you bring this? Because remember last month, the month before last, whenever it was, we were dealing with the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes set us up so that if we're going to walk after God, if we're going to walk in the righteousness of God, then we have to live and act upon those Beatitudes. The blessed attitudes. The blessed attitudes will move us away from the things that hold us bound, and anger is one of those things. Anger is especially big problem because, like I said, it's a gateway to so many other issues that go on in ourselves and in our relationships. That's why we use as a background for our scripture, Matthew 22, where it says, uh, uh, it talks about a new, uh, the, the commandments that I give unto you is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And, and you can turn it around as you love your neighbor, as you love yourself, you love your neighbor. What are you saying there, Bishop? I'm glad you asked that. Because these things have an impact on how we behave. Did you not know that the two, the number one, number two abusers, abusers in the United States of America, number one are police officers, number two, guess who? Pastors. Police officers are number one. Pastors are number two. And guess what that says? If pastors are number two and they're shepherding sheep, sheep take on the character. I ain't talking about physical sheep now. But, 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 but sheep take on the character of the shepherd. Not always, but generally speaking, they take on the character of the shepherd. That's why you got to be careful. Make sure that God has got you following the right shepherd. The word says, and Paul told Timothy that the time would come that men would not endure sound doctrine, but heap to themselves having itching ears. And some people don't want to sit under the truth of the word. They want to go where there, somebody can, can scratch that itch. Tell somebody, I need somebody to do more than just scratch my itch. See, so, see because sometimes you scratching something that itches, and, it, and the problem with the itch is because it needs to be washed. You talking about my back itches, and, and you say, I know, can you scratch my back? And my wife said, well, if you wash it a little bit, 
All right, let me go on, let me go on. Anger is, is a big problem. It's been said that anger is one letter short of danger. Anger can cause relational problems, loss of marriage, loss of family, loss of friends. Anger can cause major life problems, loss of job, lawsuits, damage to property, damage to other. It can even lead to murder. Look at America. And it's at the top. What do you mean it's at the top? I'm glad you asked that. That means that, that some of the decisions that the president of the United States, I don't care if he's Democrat, Republican, Independent, whoever he is, it's some of the stuff, the decisions they make are out of anger. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. You attack me, I'm going to attack you. Terrorism isn't just somebody walking down the street arming a, arming a uh, whatever them kind of rifles are they carry now. That ain't, terrorism is the behavior of the United States of America. And yes, I said it. All right, let me go on. Let me go on. I got to get to my, get to, I'm, just, I'm just on the foundation. Anger can cause physical problems. High blood pressure, heart disease. Headaches, stomach aches. Y'all know y'all been angry. Tell somebody, I've been angry before. Y'all looking at me funny. You know your blood pressure done gone up. That ain't y'all, but I've been that way. My blood, you know, people have heart attacks over anger because they're angry, and all of a sudden, you know, and their blood pressure just go jump up like that, and, and, and sometimes people say, you say, well, I'm having blood pressure problems. Well, your blood pressure problem may be a result of your anger. Tell somebody he, he's helping us today. Anger is a shortcut that short circuits whole relationships and true satisfaction in life. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I, it, it, it's like this. I, get, I got what I asked for, but not what I wanted. Hello, somebody. I get angry. I, I, you know, we blame our, we talk about our kids having temper tantrums and grown folk have temper tantrums every day. Y'all yeah, yeah. might say that ain't got nothing to do with what you, what you read in the scripture. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. We throw temper tantrums. When we don't get our way, we get mad at God. Somebody stayed home from church today because they mad at God. God, I asked you, you said if I paid my tithes, you said bring all the tithes in the storehouse and prove me now herewith. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have a new room enough to receive. And I ain't got what I asked for yet, God, so I ain't going back. I ain't paying my tithe no more. I ain't giving nothing else until you bless me. And God said, well, you keep on being cursed then. Angry. You get the immediate result you're looking for, but you lose out on long-term fulfillment and joy. Most of us have present struggles, and we explain it away by saying it's the fault of one somebody else. Or else we say, well, I can't help it. That's just who I am. It's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> Tell somebody, yes, you can. We're overcomers. I was at Tamil Man's. Ain't that, that what that was? Yeah, she's, her tour is called Overcomers. Yeah, Sister Eva. I, I, somebody said they saw. Yeah, you, yeah. Overcomers. 
we're overcomers. The word tells us that. We have to believe that. That I don't have to stay where I am. I don't have to stay stuck. And you know what the thing? I'm just preaching the people of God today. A whole lot of us are stuck. Tell somebody you need to stop being stuck. Talking about I can't. I, I used to hear it all the time. I can't help the way I am. That's the way my mama was so. That's the way. Listen, let me tell you something. My granddaddy, Willie Parker, Deacon Hayes, my granddaddy was, uh, he was uh, uh, all, you talking about a hellion. And you talk about, had a, I'm going to tell you kind of temper he had. He had the kind of temper that he was going to shoot his own son. Because he was smoking in his house. That's the kind of temper he had. And guess what? A whole lot of his grandchildren picked up that same temper. And guess what, Rika? This dude right here, he had it for a minute. He had it for a minute. My wife talked about See, that's why I can preach what I'm preaching, because you talk about road rage. Don't mess with Stephon Leroy Wilson Sr. Because I don't care if I'm late getting to somewhere. If you pull out in front of me, if you mess with me, I'm coming for you, baby. Before U-turns were legal, I made U-turns. And I would run. I'm telling you the truth. My wife's sitting right there. I would run you down. Thank God I wasn't carrying then because it would have been a dangerous. I'm telling y'all, God gives us grace. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. He gives us grace because he knew that I'd been a fool with a pistol in my hand. And so when we look at what's going on in America today, the reason is because we don't have the word of God in our lives. I was saved at 15, but in my 20s, I was still a fool. I want to help us today. I want to help our young people. I want, I want us as parents, as grandparents, as aunts, as uncles, as godparents to be able to help these children that are in our lives. To be, be able to identify not only what we struggle with, but we also recognize they're struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that child, that baby, is full, if their diaper ain't wet or, or soiled, ain't nothing wrong with them unless they're teething. But guess what happens? Help us, Holy Ghost. If every time they whimper, whoo, will you preach, Bishop? If every listen, I, I I know, I know, I know, I know. You say, Bishop, you ain't got a clue. Yes, I do. I got a son that's thirty-six. I got three grandchildrens. We got nieces, nephews. We help raise nine God cheerings. So don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But if a child, they tell you, the old folks, you tell you, they've been changed, yeah. They've they, they been fed, yeah. They say, well, let them cry. 
You know what's wrong with a lot of our young people today? We didn't let them cry. Now, if I don't say nothing else, I done already preached. Let me say it again. What's wrong? You know why? They, one of the reasons they killing each other on the street today is because we as parents didn't let them cry. Tell somebody, chew on that a little bit. Look at some of the signs. I, 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 I say that because I want us to see the signs. Name calling. And this ain't just kids, this is grown folks. One thing I can't stand about couples, Deacon Bullock, is when I'm around a couple and, and the one is always joning on the other one. When you should never, one, you shouldn't put down your spouse. But secondly, you should never do it in the presence of other people. Because what you're really saying, ain't nothing wrong with the person you're putting down. Something's wrong with you. Tell somebody, you're helping us, Bishop. Name calling, criti always criticizing, belittling, putting down. I'm, I'm going to my text in a minute. Just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Tell somebody, give me a minute. But I want y'all to get this. Lack of patience. Oh, Lord, that be me. See, just because you, you get angry does not mean that you always behave unseemly. It don't mean that. You can still get angry. You still get upset. Jesus got angry. Jesus got upset. But there's a thing called righteous anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, y'all know. Y'all know. Y'all know. Bitch, when, when we supposed to start serving worship at 1130, if I'm looking at my clock at 1130 and I don't hear nothing, the bishop get upset. I call that a righteous anger. How can you say that, Bishop? Because that is called slowfulness. When we're not where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there, that is called slowfulness. Help us, Holy Ghost. Now, I know we have technical difficulties and all that kind of stuff, but make sure it's technical. I know we have flat tires on the way to church sometime. Make sure it's a flat tire. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's not because you, your alarm went off and you said, well, I'm taking 15, 20 more minutes and it ended up being a half hour. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me go on. <laughs> so y'all, 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 I done come a long way. Uh, Sister Tina sitting over there, she will tell you there was a day and time if we supposed to start at 10, because we started our worship at 10, and 10 o'clock, if, if that praise team wasn't already where they supposed to be, they ain't got to worry about it. I, I, I was one of them kind of guys, Deacon, Deacon, Deacon Hayes, that you come marching in there at 10, 10.05, 
and you supposed to be singing at 10 o'clock. I'd come out there, I'd go, I'd say, okay, come on. Y'all come on, go with me. True talk. Real talk. Wouldn't I do it, Angela? I said, y'all go sit down right there. Because you ain't that important. See, what happens so many times, oh, y'all see, he's supposed to be talking about it. Well, I am talking about anger because it upsets me. And if it's upsetting me, it's upsetting God. I ain't playing. I'm serious about that. It's upsetting God. I tell him, go sit down. You ain't that important. I sat down a whole, I've always pastored a lot of preachers. Always. And, this, I, I, and I'm a lot easier going than what I used to be. Because they'd come up in there, they'd be done fell out. With, one or two of them done fell out with their wives and stuff. Brother Pee Wee, I tell them, uh, what's y'all, what y'all doing up here? Really? And I tell them, y'all go sit out there with them deacons. And when y'all act like y'all can treat your wives right, then you, can, you let me know and we might work something out. I'm Really? Oh, y'all, sanctuary, y'all don't know. I'm a nice, Miss Sandra, I'm a nice guy now. <laughs> I didn't play that. Because I, I, I think that I just that God only tolerates our negligence, our slowfulness, our procrastination for so long. And then he says, you go sit down. I'll get somebody that's ready. Help us, Holy Ghost. Let me go on. Signs of anger, irritability, and short temper. Now, Bishop, why are you giving that? Because we have some young ladies, some young men, some, some older ladies, some older men that are looking for a significant other. And you need to be able to identify some things. Because a whole lot of us have got into relationships that we ignored the signs. You might be saying, Bishop, that ain't got nothing to do with my subject. I'm on my way. Tell somebody he's on his way. We ignore, well, I didn't know they, they was like that. Yes, you did. You were so caught up in the flesh. I know I'm right. Don't tell nobody this ain't really what I came to hear but it's what you're getting. <laughs> you knew they wasn't no good. You knew they were angry. If, if, if every time you got ready to go somewhere, you had to go where they wanted you to go. Don't stick, don't get stuck in something that God has not ordained for you. I like what Tamla Mann said the other night. You know, she's a, a plus-size sister. She's showing up a plus-size sister. And you know, sometimes when you, when you ain't shaped like everybody think you ought to be shaped, you think you got to do something unique or something different. And she said she's glad that God put a man in her life that loved her for who she is. 
Another one of those signs, if you got somebody in your life that they want everything that you to look, every, you ought to look good, look good. You know, I, I, I'm supposed to look good for my wife. She's supposed to look good for me. I understand all of that. But if everything, listen, you know, oh, my God. You ain't wearing that tonight. I didn't buy that for you. I want you to wear, you go, not, not I want you, you going to wear what I I'm telling y'all, real talk. That's why sometimes, young people, parents will see things, as we, and this way we were too, because we didn't think our mom and daddy knew nothing about what they were talking about. When they tell you, you don't need him, and you say, well, you, or you don't need her, well, well the first thing we say, well, you just don't like him. And sometimes you need to tell them truth and tell them, no, I don't like them. And then tell them why. <laughs> tell them why. He ain't the one for you. She's not the one for you. Because sometimes you so caught up in the, 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 okay, I'll leave that alone. But y'all understand, sometimes we so caught up in the fleshly part that we don't see the other aspects. They're angry. Always shutting down or withdrawing. People avoid you. Your partner, your kids, your family members afraid to talk to you. People feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. You can't say nothing to them. You know, they can dish it out, but they can't take it. Y'all don't know nobody like that. Then you got some, and they like, Dr. Y'all don't know about this. Y'all too young. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde syndrome. That's, that's why when you're dating somebody, you need to be around them a little bit, a little bit more than in the bedroom. Who are you outside the bedroom? Oh, you like this because you want something, huh? So you need to tell them, what if I put a lock on it? How you going to act in? flesh dictate your decisions. Okay, I ain't going to get to all this message, but let me get it. So, so look at some of the causes. We have these fits of rage. And it's not always related to an underlying condition, but it might be called your temperament. It might be your personality. But God, through his Holy Spirit, is able to adjust and make changes to our personalities. It might be genetic. Like I said with my granddaddy, it, it was genetic. And some of us, some of my cousins and, and, and some other family members still have that disorder. A genetic disorder is a genetic predisposition towards aggression or anger. High levels of stress. Learn behavior. Help us, Holy Ghost. Let me give you something right here. 
I, I got to get on. I got to go on because I got to get to the the text. Because y'all just saying Bishop just just uh, talking. He ain't brought no word yet. Look at this common cause. Exposure to explosive behavior. And and the Lord put that in there because what I see there is that it's verbal or physical abuse that you experienced during your childhood. And we don't even know it. We don't even see it. That's why when you carry a, a mother's when carrying a baby in your womb, you got to be careful who you're hanging around. You got to be careful what's going in your ear gate. Because I ain't getting in no abortion debate, but I know this. Based upon studies, that that baby in that mother's womb can hear all of that. The stresses of that mother's body impact the, 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 that baby that's in her womb. And when that baby comes out, that baby comes out stressed. Help us, Holy Ghost. And sometimes you can look at that baby when it comes out. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But some babies, when they're born, you can see the stress. I wish y'all understood what I was saying. Some babies are born looking stressed out. And that's because that woman that has a low self-esteem that doesn't understand what she's dealing with allows her body to be beaten, to be abused, to be put down. And so what we're looking at in many of our young adults and teenagers today Are children that were stressed out in their mother's womb. They heard that Negro cussing her out, putting her down and, and talking about her and, and making her feel bad. And, and y'all listen. If you're a child of God, that B word ought not even be in your vocabulary. I'm glad the Lord done anointed me because I almost said something right there. That's a dog. And not even a good dog. Oh. So anyway, I'll talk about this on Tuesday. Because we're going to talk about understanding anger. I got some scriptures on that. But I got to get to this man. I got to get to this man. But there are triggers. There are three triggers that I'm, I'm looking at that impact us to, to move to anger. See, anger has two components. One is a noun. The other one's a verb. Anger is a noun. It's, only a, it's a strong feeling of annoyance. It's displeasure. It's hostility. It's an irritation. 
I know y'all ain't never been irritated. Somebody irritated right now because the devil will, I mean, God, the Holy Spirit will make you uncomfortable because God is speaking to you. And so you become irritated. I want to hear that. He don't know nothing about me. He's 68 years old. I ain't always been 68. I done lived a little bit. I done misbehaved a little bit. I done acted a fool a little bit. But anger, anger, when you look at anger, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, and I got to finish this thing up. It says, be angry and sin not. Yet, do not sin. Do not let your anger, the cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And do not give the devil an opportunity. Y'all yeah, yeah. hear me? I told y'all I had some word. Yeah. Everything I said, I can back it up in the word. Yeah. Do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring envy or jealousy. So anger is a noun. It's that strong feeling. It's that emotion. And nothing wrong because God gives us emotions. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with getting angry. It's a warning light, like a warning light in your car. The warning light in your car tells you something's wrong. You better stop and check it out. What anger does, it, it gives you a warning sign that something is wrong. Your emotions begin to get unsettled that something ain't right here. Anger is never primary. It's always a response to something else. And, and you might say anger is more of a symptom than the problem. I ain't got time to talk about that today. But anger, like I said, is one of the basic human emotions. It's as elementary as happiness, sadness, anxiety, or disgust. But then here's where the problem is. It's when anger becomes the verb. It's when I take my, my, my emotional self and it becomes my physical self. That's where that thought, that emotion becomes verbal and are physical. That's where we begin to fight, flight, or freeze. It's a response to the sympathetic nervous system that humanly prepares us to fight. That's why we pick up guns. That's why we pick up knives. Because that's the only way, unless somebody teaches us different, that's the only way we know to respond. That's why teenagers are cussing out their mind. I wish my son would have tried to cuss at me. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't be pastor in sanctuary today because I'd be in jail. <laughs> I ain't playing. I watch, I watch grown folks' children slapping them. In. I wish. And you know what? Sometimes my righteous anger rises up, and I got to say to that, don't let them do that to you. And then every now and then, you know, we done got to this thing. It used to be, we used to believe that it took a whole village to raise a child. But now we don't want nobody, don't say nothing to my child, that's mine. Well, I tell you what, when they downtown in Marion County, they yours, you go see about them. Don't call Bishop. Because I will tell you in a minute, my wife's sitting right there, I ain't going to get nobody out of jail that's in there for just cause. 
And the one time my son went digging, digging, digging haze, he was so scared. He was so scared it was pouring down raining. We getting ready to go get him out of the out of Marion County lockup and the people down there, see, they know when you ain't got no business there. And they tell me, boy, we know your daddy. What you doing down here? And that boy was so scared that we, we getting ready to go get him and, and he at home. Now, Maya now, he, got a, he done walked from where, where they just moved it, but from where the jail used to be all the way to 3406 Fall Creek. All right, let me finish. <laughs> Fighting doesn't necessarily mean throwing punches, shooting someone. It can be with your mouth. We throw punches with our mouths. That's why the word says study to be quiet. Y'all know, I'm not one to tell people shut up, but there are people that I know that every now and then I tell them, you just need to shut up. I'm tired of hearing it. And if they keep going on, guess what? That's when the righteous starts to become unrighteous. Amen, somebody. Y'all, y'all know it sounds funny, but y'all know, y'all, I forgot that ain't y'all, but, but Bishop ain't there then. Yeah, yeah. Stephon Leroy Wilson, where, where Miss Valerie, there she is. That's when Stephon Leroy Wilson step up. Bishop, Bishop gone then. <laughs> Didn't I tell you to shut up? Yeah. That's when the blood pressure go up. Yeah, yeah. The veins start popping out in my neck. Yeah. Hey Amen, somebody, okay, let me go on. Be angry and sin not. Don't give that devil an opportunity. And, and every now and then we see that. That's why that's the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life. That when you get ready to do the unrighteous act, that's when the Holy Spirit checks you. How he do that? He might do it personally, in your mind. It might be a phone call. What you getting ready to do? I got my mind. I done put, I'm on my, and the Lord places somebody in you a phone call yeah. and tells you don't do that. That's, that's, why, that's why a lot of the stuff that's going on in, on our streets, somebody knows what's going on. Somebody knows. So anger as a noun is a strong feeling. But anger as a verb becomes a physical response. Proverbs 29, 22 says, An angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. See, because what happens is, when you get angry and sin, guess what you start doing? You, you start committing other acts of sin to cover up that act of sin. So those triggers, and I ain't going to talk about them. I'm, I'm really done. One trigger is frustration will lead us to anger. We have these unmet expectations in life. We have these expectations about marriage, about kids, about jobs, about loss of control. I thought when I married you, it would be different. 
No, here's the here's the one me and my wife hear all the time. I thought I would change them. And you can't change yourself without the help of the Holy Spirit. That first trigger is frustration. I ain't got time to talk about that. The second trigger is a trigger of fear. Anytime you startle or threaten, you often respond in anger. You see it with David when he killed Goliath. And all that went on there is that spirit of fear will lead you to anger. Sometimes righteous, sometimes not so righteous. But then there's a third trigger, and I'm finished. I really am. That's in our text. Genesis chapter 4. Y'all say, he, he had to say all of that to get to this verse. Because God wants us to get it. Look at your neighbor and tell him, stop being so angry. Cussing folks out. Talking crazy. Let's look at this trigger. A lot of times that third trigger is called hurt. H-U-R-T. And so often this is physical hurt. But then it's also an emotional hurt. Right or wrong, it can be emotional. I know I get angry when I'm physically hurt. But it's more often that I get angry when I'm emotionally hurt. It's when you feel rejected, you get angry. When you feel betrayed or you feel unappreciated, you start throwing stuff. What'd you do that for? Because I feel so unappreciated. I feel so violated. I ain't saying nothing right or wrong with it. I'm just saying that's how we feel. We feel in love. We treat, feel like we've been treated unfairly. Y'all going to see that right here in this text. And so what do you do? You respond with anger. Look at Cain and Abel. Look at verse 4. Four and five in Genesis, it says, and I'm out of here. It said, The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. Now, I ain't got time to talk about that because there's a reason why the Lord looked with favor on what he gave. Amen. And verse five says, But on Cain and his offering, he didn't look with favor. So Cain got angry. And the word says his face was downcast. So what we see there is, you know, I'm a word person. When we look at when it says that his face was downcast, that means that he had an emotional surge going on in his spirit. And you know what? He reacted as though he was mad at Abel. But he was really mad at God. I know that ain't never been none of y'all. And so God speaks to him in verse 6 and says, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why are you look so dejected? Look at somebody and ask him, why are you looking like you look? Oh, yeah. 
all the time. Sometime when 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 sometime we on on live stream and doing stuff, I ain't gonna call. But sometime I I tell some, y'all stop looking so mad. Amen. That's what God asked. God asked, what's wrong with you, Cain? Look at somebody and ask him. Said, don't get mad at me. But what's wrong with you? Why you why you look so dejected? You'll be accepted if you do what is right. Woo. Just do what's right. Be a good husband based on the word of God. Be a good wife based on the word of God. Be good in your single life based on the word of God. Be good in your parent skills based on the word of God. Be an obedient child based on the word of God. Be a good employee based on the word of God. But most of all, be a good saint. Based on the word of God. You'll be accepted if you do what's right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But watch what it says. It says this. You must subdue it and be its master. Anger, you ain't controlling me anymore. And whoever or whatever got you upset, you ain't going to get me upset anymore. You ain't control. Listen, when, when people upset you, you know what happened? They're taking control of you. Taking control of you. And you run around upset and they happy-go-lucky. They skipping along and they could care less. Why did Cain get so angry and murder his brother? It's because he felt the emotional pain of being rejected. And he's responded with anger. There's a whole lot. Y'all, I got a whole lot there, but I ain't. Y'all be here to 5 o'clock, and I'm getting hungry. <laughs> God cast Cain out. The good news about it is he didn't forget about him, but he said, I'm going to curse you. And when we look at America today, I declare to you that we're living under a curse. But thanks be to God, even living in the midst of a curse, he extends to us through the love of Jesus Christ, Amen. he extends to us his grace. That's good news, somebody. That I and you that are saved, and the opportunity is for everybody, 
don't have to live under that curse because Christ, when he shed his blood on the cross, freed us. Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Be saved. He frees us from the curse. There's a song. Y'all don't have to sing this because this is old, old. This show enough old. The song says like this. I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod. Lord, I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years. Now I'm coming home. I now repent with bitter tears. Lord, I'm coming home. My soul is sick. My heart is sore. Now I'm coming home. My strength renew. My hope restore. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home, coming home. Never more to roam. Open wide thine arms of love. Lord, I'm coming home. My only hope, my only plea, now I'm coming home. That Jesus died and died for me. Lord, I'm coming home. I need his cleansing blood, I know. Now, I'm coming home. Oh, wash me whiter than the snow, Lord, I'm coming home. Lord, I have a problem. And I need your help. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary Church Podcast. We pray that the message you just heard inspired your continued walk with Christ. To learn more about our ministry and our worship opportunities, Visit us at www.tscindy.org or download our church app in your Apple or Google Play Store. Again, thank you for listening.